0: Well, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm not Adam. (laughs) Definitely not Sherry. Uh, My name is Dale Lewis, and I am a retired United Methodist pastor from the Great Plains Conference who found uh, his way, our way, over to Missouri. So we are learning to be Missourians. And I don't even know what that really means. But uh, anyway, very thankful to be here, I will confess. Uh, To being a little bit nervous And I don't know whether I'm more nervous for me uh, Or for you all Uh, I haven't preached for two years So you might want to get comfortable But uh, here we are Uh, I want to begin with just sharing a little word of scripture Uh, This is from Paul's uh, first letter to the Corinthians is chapter 11 verses 23 through 25 For I have received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, and he said, this, is, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it. Do this in remembrance of me. May God add a blessing on the reading of His Word and on our hearing. Uh, pastor phoned the home of some recent uh, church visitors, and a voice answered with a whisper, "Hello." And the pastor said, "Well, who is this?" My name's Jimmy. And the pastor said, "Well, how, how old are you, Jimmy?" I'm four. Well, Jimmy, may I, uh, may I please speak to your mom? She's busy. Well, then, then you know, can I, can I speak to your dad? He's busy. Are there any other adults at your home? There are some policemen. And well, that kind of worried the pastor a little, so he asked, Well, well, can I, can I speak to one of the police officers? Can't. They're busy. Well, is there anybody else there? are. There's some firemen. Well, that really had the pastor worry. And so, so he said, well, can you, can you put one of the firemen on the phone? Can't. They're busy. Well, at this point, the pastor was a little bit exasperated. And, and he said, well, well so Jimmy, you know, what are they all so busy doing? And, and still whispering young voice replied just with a little soft giggle, they're looking for me. (laughs) Lost and found. Being lost and being found. Kind of what this, this bread and this cup is all about, isn't it? Do this in remembrance of me. Uh, The words are quoted, they're sung, they're mentioned twice in the passage of Scripture that I shared this morning. On the night before Jesus was crucified, he shared this very special meal with his disciples. And he encourages them to continue to share in that meal. Which we have, have come to, to know as the Last Supper or the Lord's Supper or Communion or Eucharist or Mass. You know, the names differ among traditions, but the heart remains the same. Jesus' words, do this in remembrance of me. You know, it never, never ceases to amaze me how, how religion, you know, when given enough time, is, is able to, to squeeze the life right out of a joyful celebration. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You know, God reveals His grace and power through His Son, Jesus Christ, in the most uh, amazing and wondrous way. And what happens? You know, human institution and traditions try to, to, to... cage it and box it up or or they drive it back into the recesses of ritual where the raw power and, and the precious sweetness of what the Lord intended are submerged in the incrustation of human ideas and traditionalized practices, which is a fancy way of saying that we have this terrible habit of taking something that is simple and joy-filled and powerful and we complicate it to the point where its original meaning and power is Too easily lost. Do this in remembrance of me. So, what is it that Jesus wants us to remember? What is it that he wants us to cherish? You know, to proclaim with our hearts, with our lives. And Jesus said, This is my body, it is broken for you. You This is my blood that is shed for you. Obviously, you know, Jesus wants us to remember all that he has done. His life, all his teachings, his death on that cross, all out of love for you and me. Jesus didn't die there on that cross because he had to, or was somehow obligated to. He died for one reason. Love. Love for you and me. You know, when we celebrate this, this bread and this cup... We need to remember Jesus' journey to the cross. We need to remember all that Jesus went through, you know, from his arrest, uh, to his mockery of a trial, to the beatings, the ridicule that Jesus endured, his, his journey you know, up the Via Della Rosa, carrying his own cross to that hill called Golgotha, where he was crucified, where he suffered and he died. We need to remember... All that Jesus went through. You know, because I, I, I believe, I truly believe that unless we come to, to, to some kind of understanding of just what Jesus went through, the cost, then we will never fully understand just how deep and wide and awesome and wonderful and strong Jesus' love for us truly is. But, you know, as important as it is for us to remember what Jesus went through, it's just as important for us to remember why, you know, Jesus did what he did. Because it's the why that Jesus died that gives strength and healing power to his death, to his sacrifice. It's that why That we need to remember and cherish. Because it's the why. You know, that's where grace is born. You know, that's where salvation becomes more than just a promise. Salvation is ours because Jesus chose to love even when to love meant dying on that cross. It's the why that brings real healing and hope to our lives. It's the why that brings to us a joy that nothing in this life can ever take away. Now, if you don't hear anything else from me this morning, I want you to wrap your heart around this awesome, life-changing, life-giving truth. Remember when when Jesus took his walk to the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, the Mount of Olives? His disciples, you know, after they had celebrated the Passover uh, on the eve of his arrest, you know, they took this walk to the garden so that Jesus could pray. This is uh, in uh, Luke chapter 22, verses 39 through 44. I encourage you to take a look at it. But do you remember his prayer? You know, there in the garden. Jesus was hurting. He was so filled with this anxiety that the scripture tells us that he was literally... Sweating blood. Again, in my heart, I believe that Jesus didn't want to die. And he didn't want to go to the cross. So he prayed. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Yet. okay, And here it comes. Yet not my will, but your will be done. In that one moment, everything changed. Love became something more than just a warm and fuzzy feeling inside. When given the chance to walk away, Jesus chose you. Jesus chose to love you literally to death. You know, <clears throat> how awesome is it? When you think about it, to know that the Lord of all creation, the, the living Son of God, loves you so much that He willingly died for you on that cross for your sin, to bring healing and hope into your life. Folks, what do you do with that kind of love? You embrace it. You celebrate it. You allow that love to shape who you are and the way you live. Now, I I don't know about you, but when I think about you know that love that Jesus shared, the, the forgiveness, that grace that he gives. And more often than not, I find myself thinking, you know, who am I? Who am I that, that, that Jesus would love me? choose to love me with that kind of unconditional love. I'm no saint. Angie could probably tell you some stories I just assumed she wouldn't tell you. I know my kids could tell even more, but we won't go there either. Yeah, I'm not worthy of Jesus' love. Do you ever feel that way? Jesus' love is, is just so humbling. It's just so overwhelming. It's so hard to, to, to wrap your, your thoughts around. Amen? In those moments, that's, that's when I remember the thief who was crucified on the cross beside Jesus. Now, do, do you think he was worthy of the love and grace of God? You know, I've always always been fascinated by the fact that the only one who truly understood who Jesus was as he was dying there on the cross was one who the world would say was the least deserving of the love and grace of God. This convicted criminal saw in this suffering, broken body the living Son of God. He saw what no one else saw. This least of the least of these was the only one who defended Jesus as he was being ridiculed and tormented by the crowd. And do you remember what he asked of Jesus? Now folks, this is a real statement of faith. He said, he said Jesus, remember me when, You're not if, when you enter into your kingdom yeah and jesus's response oh sorry but you know you've made a real mess of your life and you just are not worthy to be a part of my kingdom (laughs) now i really hope (laughs) that you know that was not jesus's answer jesus said today this very day you will be with me in paradise that dying thief was worthy of a place in the kingdom of God. Not because of what he did, but because of what Jesus did. Because of who Jesus was and why Jesus did what he did. Love. Agape love. Now I know Adam likes to throw in Greek, so I thought maybe I'd throw in a Greek word too. Yeah? <laughs> It's agape love, love that gives, love that, that, that sacrifices, love that, that takes that which is broken and brings healing and hope even to the least of the least. We need to approach this table with the same heart as that dying thief. Yeah, too, too many times, I think, I think people get the idea that, that if they're feeling weak or unworthy because of you know some brokenness or something they did or something that they didn't do, that, that, that for some reason they don't have a place at this table. And unfortunately, there are folks in this world who tell other folks that they don't have a place at this table. you ever feel that way? Now I can just about imagine that that's how that dying thief felt. You know, even there at that cross in the midst of the greatest hurt and suffering the world has ever known, that thief still saw love and grace shining through Jesus. And in that one moment, that thief realized again exactly who Jesus was. The Messiah, the living Son of God. Maybe he didn't understand you know, all the hows and the whys and, and, and the what in the world, You know, the theology, the Christology. Do You ever feel that way? Yet he had no doubt who Jesus was. And he probably thought to himself, you know, I'm not worthy of that kind of love and grace. But but if Jesus would just remember me, if he would just think about me, that would be enough. Folks, that's a a faith statement, if I've ever heard it. And so he asked Jesus, yeah, just remember me. And Jesus was having none of that. And in one moment of grace, a dying thief was given the gift of eternal life. So let's settle the question once and for all. Who is worthy to come to this table? Nobody. Nobody. The better question to ask is, who is welcome at this table? Everybody. Jesus died to shower the grace of God upon us so that we might find all the forgiveness and the grace that we need to heal our broken lives. And experience the love of God in all the fullness that God wants us. To experience his love. We are worthy. Because Jesus' love. Makes us worthy. Jesus died. For all of God's children. And he invites all to come. And to share in his love. No matter what condition. You know we find ourselves in. Here in this place. In fact everywhere. We are God's children. And we are Holy. And we are dearly loved. And folks, that's a reason to celebrate and to give thanks. Now here at this table is joy, healing, forgiveness, hope, peace, love. And these gifts are yours because Jesus chose you. He chose to love you. To love you just the way that you are. Never forget that simple life changing truth. Jesus chose you out of love. Now, what are you going to do with that love? Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is holy. Be still, O restless soul of mine. Bow before the Prince of Peace. Let the noise and clamor cease and be still, be still and know that he he has done, so stand in awe and be amazed, and know that he will never change, so be still. he is god be still and know that he's our father come rest your head upon his breast listen to the rhythm of his unfailing heart of Waiting for his little ones And calling each of us To come Be still Be still and know That he is God Be still and know How much he loves you be still and let's pray together